0: Welcome to Soccer, a Perspective for Parents, we'll be discussing what the coaches and refs really wish you, the parent, knew about the beautiful game. The goal of this podcast is to bridge the knowledge gap between the parents, that's you, and the coaches and refs. I will attempt to explain the game and rules in a way you can understand. That way, when you're out there watching Timmy, you can just enjoy the game. Okay, so today we're talking about Laws 9 and 10, the ball in and out of play and determining the outcome of a match. These will be pretty quick because there's not much to them. The ball in and out of play, people don't, that was one that people tend to mess up a lot. So pay attention for that one. If you want to follow along, the show notes will be over on the webpage, soccerperspectiveforparents.com. There's also a link where you can download the laws of the game. So you can actually go and see the physical laws of the game. After this, we're not doing law 11 because law 11 is offsides and that's one of the first rules episodes that i did so you can go back and watch that if you want to we'll be jumping right directly into law 12 which is fouls and misconduct which is going to be one that you're probably going to want to watch because it deals with all the fouls and misconducts that can happen so let's start law nine the ball in and out of play number one ball out of play the ball is out of play when it wholly crosses over a touch line or goal line in the ground or in the air and what it means by holy cross I know I've gone over this a couple times but what it means by holy cross the line is that the whole ball has to cross the outside edge of the line if you know from the law that talks about the lines on the field the line is considered part of the boundary line uh, boundary of the field so it's not the inside edge like in American football it's the outside edge so the whole ball has to cross that whole outside edge of the line the ball is also out of play when the referee has stopped it for whatever reason he stops it or if it touches a match official and remains in the field if the team starts a promising attack the ball goes directly in the goal or the team in possession of the ball changes if that happens the play is restarted with a drop ball 2. Ball in play. The ball is in play all other times when it touches a match official and when it rebounds off a goalpost, crossbar, or corner flag and stays inbounds. Law 10. Determining the outcome of a match. Number 1. Goal scored. A goal is scored when the whole ball passes over the goal line and is in the goal. If no foul is committed by the scoring team. So once again, it's just like the out of bounds. The whole ball has to cross the whole line, the whole backside of the line within the within the boundaries of the goal. So between the two goalposts and under the crossbar. There also has to be no foul committed prior to that or during it. If a goalkeeper throws the ball directly into the other team's goal, plays restarted with a goal kick. If the ref awards a goal before the ball is crossed the line, the play is restarted with a drop ball. 2. Winning team. The team that scores the most goals wins. If no goals are scored, or teams have equal amount of goals at the end of the game, game is a draw. If a winner is required, the only permitted procedures for finding a winner are the away goals rule, which basically states that the team with more away goals wins, or two equal periods of extra time which are no longer than 15 minutes each or penalty kicks or pk's as we call them any combination of the above may be used to for to decide so you can do away goal rules just away goal rules just pk's just uh equal periods or you can use all three if you want to it's just dependent on the what the competition wants to use 3. Kicks from the penalty mark, or as most of us call it, PKs or penalty kicks. They're taken after the match is ended, and all laws of the game apply unless otherwise stated. Players that are sent off during the match, like get a red card, cannot take part, and other violations such as warnings and cautions do not carry over. In the laws of the game, after what I just read, there's a good graphic that shows goal versus no goal very clearly, That graphic also applies to in and out of bounds. Procedure before the kicks are taken. The ref tosses a coin to decide which side of the field the kicks will be taken from. It cannot be changed unless there's a safety reason or the goal or grounds around the goal become unusable for whatever reason. The ref then tosses a coin with the teams to decide to see who wins and then the team that wins decides if they're going to take the kicks first or second. Only the players on the field or players who have temporarily stepped off the field to adjust equipment or get checking out by medical or stuff like that can take part in the penalty kicks. The one exception is a goalie who cannot continue. You can change him out. The teams decide to order that their players will take the kicks. Teams usually set this up beforehand, so there's no question. They do not have to inform the referee of the order that they're going to take the kicks. If one team has more players at the end of the match, they must drop a player to match the number the other team has. The team must let the referee know which player they're dropping. The player that gets dropped cannot take part in any penalty kicks. If a goalkeeper cannot continue, he may be replaced by the player that was dropped for the reason I just stated. If the team hasn't used all their subs, so they still have subs that they can make, they can sub the goalie out. The goalie that was subbed out cannot take part in the PKs in any fashion from here on out. If the goalie took a kick, the replacement cannot take another kick until the next go around. So everybody would have to take their kicks before that replacement goalie could jump in and take a PK if the goalie that got subbed out has already taken a kick. During kicks from the penalty mark. Only eligible players, so players taking part, and match officials are allowed on the field. All the players that are taking part must remain in the center circle except the player taking the kick and the goalies of both teams. The goalie that is waiting must remain on the field where the goal line and the penalty area, the 18-yard box, meet. An eligible player may change out with the goalie. The kick is completed when the ball stops moving and goes out of play, or the referee stops play for any offense. The kicker cannot touch the ball a second time once he's taken the kick. The ref keeps track of all the kicks. If the goalie commits an offense and the kick is retaken, they are warned for the first offense and cautioned for anything after that. If both the goalie and the kicker commit some kind of offense at the same time, the kick is recorded as a miss and the kicker is cautioned. Subject to conditions explained below, both teams take five kicks. The kicks alternate between the two teams. The kicks are taken by different players each time, and all eligible players must take a kick before any player can take a second kick. If a team has scored more goals than another team can score before all five are taken, then no more kicks are taken. So what they're saying here is if you get to the three mark and one team has scored three, and the other team has scored none, you just stop there. If both teams have taken five kicks and the score is even, then kicks continue until one team has one more goal than the other from the same number of kicks. So what they're saying is, if both teams have taken all five kicks and both teams have four goals, then you're going to keep going until one team scores a goal and the other team doesn't. Once they get to this point where everybody's taking kicks, the team can change the order of the kickers. Kicks may not be delayed for a player who leaves the field. Their kick will be forfeited if they do not return in time to take the kick. Substitutions and sendings off during kicks from the penalty mark. Any player may be cautioned or sent off. A goalie that is sent off must be replaced by an eligible player. Any player other than a goalie that cannot continue cannot be replaced. The ref will not abandon a match if a team ends up with fewer than seven players. So what they're saying is if they send off a bunch of people and the team only has five players left in a typical game, you would abandon the match at that point. But during, in PKs, if you've gotten to the PK stage, you will not abandon the match. You will keep, you will just keep rolling. That's it for nine and 10. Good short episode today. I would not expect for the one after this, which will be law 12,000 misconduct to be that short. Law 12 will probably be a long one, but we'll see. As always, as I stated earlier, the show notes are on the webpage, soccer, a perspective for all one word, all lowercase. If you want to go there and catch the show notes, there'll be a link there where you can download the laws of the game and check this stuff out and read it yourself. I have an email that you can Send me any questions, comments, concerns that you would like. Soccer podcast for parents at gmail.com. If it's a good enough question, I may throw it up here on the podcast. So go ahead and shoot them out to me. Like I said earlier, next week will be law 12, Fouls and misconduct. I expect it to be a long one and I will try to take my time on it because it's important. And there's probably a lot of areas most people don't know or need to understand better. So next week, I would expect that one to be pretty long. Thank you for listening. And as always, remember, the kids are out there for fun, and let's have a good day.